I just had my Christmas work holiday party, which was all remote, which is, of course, you know, due to the the vid. It's the new way I'm calling it. I think that's how the kids Please start. don't. No, 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 no. The Ooh. vid-19. Nope, oh. they just, you know. Just call mm. it Zoom. It's just a Zoom meeting, champ. Oh, okay. No, I meant COVID. I was trying to... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, think, I think we can make vid-19 work. Yeah, that's something. No, we can't. No, I promise you we can't. Big, big note uh, of vid-19. COVID is already the abbreviation. <laughs> that's true. Oh, the D-19, man. Mm. Yeah, the big D, I think they call it, <laughs> uh, the kids. And uh, so one, one of the cool things that my boss likes to do is he splits us up into teams of 10 and he gives us a like escape room challenge, like an augmented reality game, but in the form of like an online only challenge. So he sends the different members of the team like envelopes and each one has a different clue of how to solve the mystery in it. So like in my pay, my envelope, I just got a website URL and in another person on the team, they got a letter that was like, hey, this is the case you're trying to solve. And then another person got a letter that has like a list of names and then symbols next to them. And so we all have to communicate to try and like piece our clues together to figure out like why, like what the mystery is. Does, and I don't know, I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> does your boss wear a suit with uh, that's covered in question marks and a top hat? <laughs> Carries around maybe a cane. Also looks like a question mark. Is he the fucking you know, Riddler? Actually, now you say that, he kind of does look like the Riddler. Oh, uh, Jesus. Which, which version? Green suits? Which version oh, of the Riddler no. are we talking about here? Uh, the, the the shaved head one oh. in like the jumpsuit. <laughs> he kind of yeah, okay. does have the, sh the shaved head lanky Riddler look. You know, the good totally one. pull that off. Yeah, not the Jim Carrey. Uh, that's a travesty. Anyways, uh, it was pretty um we won our team won so that's that's kind of why i felt like bringing it up so people know we're smart <laughs> but you, like you you actually win? 50 bucks amazon Fuck gift yeah card. Uh, each mm. person on the team won 50 bucks bezos bucks 50 bezos bucks but like i had to like call actual phone numbers and he had like like robots pick up so like you'd call a phone and it'd be like, hello, please enter the like passcode to access the voicemail. And you'd have to like put in the clue and it like had a pre-recorded message. It was really cute. I don't know. He put a lot That's of work fun. into it. <laughs> it sounds like this was like a stage. This is like a mock trial for something more sinister. Yeah, he's trying to get you to hack NORAD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You're right. Yeah. Keep an eye on that shit, buddy. That URL, NASA.com. <laughs> Hold on, let me, uh, does this website Oh my god. What? Oh, well then. Your cat's, cat's in on it, too. <laughs> Holy shit. I think we accidentally activated yeah. the kill phrase. Yeah. Here's one of the uh, fake websites I, I'm sending it to you guys. So you can I check lost it out. my boat. <laughs> yeah. So I had to actually call them and give them the right coordinates so that they could tell us what was on the boat that we lost. But I don't know. He, he like, threw this website together. Nuclear launch codes. <laughs> huh. You're all uh, you're all accomplices now. You're all complicated. Another list. Down here at the bottom, we got customer testimonials. One of them from Janet Clark, who is clearly uh, stealing artwork from an art gallery in their photo. <laughs> Love it.
Welcome back to the Fungineer Funcast, where we talk about cool things in games, and uh, sometimes we talk about our indentured servitude towards the Xbox Game Pass, which is a topic of today's episode. So look forward to that piece. Uh, I'm joined today by the wonderful Daniel. How are you? Uh, slightly frozen, but otherwise good. Uh, Canada is cold. Uh, that's what I've heard. That's what I've learned. We've we've uh, earlier. We're on to that part of winter here where it's actually winter. So we've like the temperatures inverted. Like two days ago, it was sixteen degrees. Now it's like minus seven. Winter again. <laughs> Terrible. That's yep. nineteen degrees in Fahrenheit. Good yep. units. Uh, Tim, I'm joined by Tim. How are you, Tim? Uh, not at all frozen. Not even a little. That's good. You can afford heat. Waving your big money at all of us. Yeah, it's very bougie. <laughs> uh, Dean, what's up? I'm joined by Dean. Um, I'm also not frozen. Uh, I have, in fact, stolen Daniel's warmth. I mean, that makes <laughs> sense, really. Yeah, that's how America heats itself. <laughs> we just we just, <laughs> just take it. We take all the heat from Canada and bring it down. It's a giant heat pump. <laughs> It's incredible. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what they won't tell you. It's a government secret. It's the big conspiracy. <laughs> no more. That's that's the real goal, the space laser. Um, yeah. So moving on to some topics of the day, uh, we didn't actually get any big news pieces that came through, but we did have the Nintendo Indie Showcase, which I personally was very excited about, but I feel like kind of went under the radar for a lot of people i didn't see anyone talking in my other circles about it a lot of people here in this small circle didn't even watch it so i feel you know it the indie phrase just doesn't pull in the views like you know the game show or the keelys you know but indie showcase i think had some cool stuff in it did anyone else watch it no no i forgot I got a day was... job dude uh, uh negative <laughs> you don't have to watch it live you can watch it later no you're asking too uh, much there okay but like i didn't wanna wow incredible yeah so game journalism uh, folks anything good or what's what's up you, uh, yes, tell us no. all about it what what was, well, Winter Wonderland? what was in this uh, there was a bunch of games I'd never heard of actually in the middle, and yeah, it was a cool. mixed bag of things that are unique to the Switch and things that are already on Steam and like just coming to Switch. And they don't differentiate that, and I feel like they should. I get the ideas to buy it on the Switch, like the Switch version, but it's kind of confusing to be like, oh, is this a new game? This sounds interesting, only to find out it already exists and I could just play it right now. Uh, like Dungeon Munchies was an interesting looking game where it had like a really cute pixel theme and it's like a dungeon crawler type uh, side scroller, like very Super Nintendo looking. And I was like, this kind of looks cool. And then it was on Steam. And so I was like, oh, I could just buy it on Steam right now. Why would I wait for right. Switch? <laughs> um, but the two important games that I really enjoyed were the end caps, like the first game they showed and the last game they showed. So the first game they showed was Sea of Stars, which I've been really excited about since they announced it. Um, I don't know if anyone else is following it. It's from uh, Sabotage Studio, which is the creators of The Messenger. And oh, it's this one. Real okay. Good. Whenever this uh, is one of this is another one of those uh, million indie games that like the title of it just gets mixed into like seven other games that have come out in my head. 
For yes. no real reason, but like this game. Okay, yes. This game looks cool as hell. Yeah, it is not uh coming out for a while. It's it, it was kickstarted, I think, last year, if I remember correctly. Uh, it is very kickstarted. I was looking at the goals recently again, and they only started for 133,000 Canadian, and they got 1.6 million, which is a where lot. Was, uh, where was Wii U as far as their uh, their, their reach goals <laughs> for this one? Wii U surprisingly wasn't on their goals yeah, did, at all. Well, did they I don't their, understand. Uh, did they hit their Vita port stretch goal? <laughs> uh, it's coming to the Neo Geo pocket. Uh, it's, going to, a, it's going to the Wonder Swan. <laughs> um so what this is one of the interesting games where this is the first game on the show any of us have mentioned that i have pre-ordered like i I don't think anyone here has pre-ordered anything (laughs) up to this point but i have pre-ordered this game in this age pre-ordering a game is truly a gamble it kind of is but i really do like the studio because the messenger was really special to me and i really enjoyed it so I'm looking forward to it very much. Uh, for what the game is, it is just a love letter to Chrono Trigger and RPGs of the time. So it's a beautiful pixel art game uh, that has a very you know cool RPG system. Uh, it's turn-based RPG, you know, j- like classic JRPG style. But the characters and writing of the messenger were really funny and enjoyable. So I have high hopes that they could do an RPG very well. So that is that is why I'm excited for it. Did anyone else kickstart or know anything about this game? Yeah, I kickstarted it also, uh, which is fair. Woo! But uh, I played the demo when they they did like a limited release demo. Um, I did not do that. How was it? It was very good. Um, it awesome. has it has a very classical like SNES RPG vibe. Uh, it keeps it modern with the way that it can do skills. There's like um, what's it called? There's like perfect attacks you can do where if you basically succeed in a quick time, you could do some attacks like indefinitely like you can just oh, keep cool. like throwing a boomerang or you can just like supercharge something to do extra damage so like a uh, a mario rpg very mario rpg yeah but not a lot of not a lot of turn based do that sort of mechanic my brain really, wanted so. to say oh just like final fantasy 8 and legend of dragoon but like those didn't like yeah legend of dragoon <laughs> that's what i was going to say yeah, okay <laughs> legend of dragoon but um no, with what I played, you only got to play the two main characters, the little Solstice Warrior kids, twins, sibling. I don't know. I don't know what their relationship is. But this, this I don't sun, either. <laughs> the Sun Boy and the Moon Girl. Yes, uh, you that is how I know them. them. Their their magic is uh, their magic and attacks are very distinctly different. Um, you can combo them up um, in interesting ways, or ways, ways that I found were interesting. It's like it's it's new and familiar. You know what I mean? It feels good. Yeah. That's awesome. I I was very worried about playing the demo because I just I really didn't want to get spoiled. I wanted to like I already pre-ordered it. I kind of want to just play the whole experience. So I like held off. But I'm glad to hear that the demo was like really solid and enjoyable and, For sure. and sort of indicated what's to come. You guys should you guys should check it out. Never too late to kickstart the That's game. True. Give them more of your it's money. It's probably like a pre-order scenario on their website. Although uh, I got to um, put my name on a statue. And Ooh. so did like a thousand other people. So there's going to be just some room with a thousand statues and a thousand names on all of them. So yep. looking look forward to uh, sending you a picture of your name. If you give them $50, name, you too can be dead in a video game. <laughs> yeah, it's a graveyard, I think. <laughs> it is. Which is graveyard. very, uh, 
which is very Hollow Knight. If you've ever been, if you've played Hollow Knight and been to the Hollow Knight graveyard, they did the same. I feel like that's a trend for a lot of Kickstarted indies is to uh, let you be dead in the video game. Yeah, your name's in a video (laughs) game. Some people think that's cool. Whatever. You know what's actually funny? I'm going to skip ahead a bit and uh, transition off of this because that's a really great segue into platform news so platform news has been sort of transforming and transitioning uh as we do it from hey let's talk about you know nintendo versus sony to now hey let's talk about how game companies are trying to be the first to the bottom with nfts talk Uh, about everyone versus nfts (laughs) and uh recently a, a game that is still in development maybe you've heard of it the stalker series stalker 2 uh it's been in the works for i guess 13 years i just saw earlier i stalked it it sounds about right it's complicated and uh they announced the game a while ago uh it's supposed to come out next year who knows but they were like hey people like to be dead people in games right like people like to be things in games they had the same idea Except unlike kickstarting or having some sort of auction or like, you know, hey, give us 20 bucks and we'll put your name in the game. They were like, what if we sold the opportunity as NFTs, the hot new. Specifically, what if we sold you the ability to become a meta person via NFT? Just really mix all the sludge together and pull something out of it. It's, it was beautiful. And uh, what I love about this is that they announced this plan on Wednesday, which I think came out of the blue from what I'm yep. reading about it. I didn't know Stalker 2 existed until today, so I, uh, I'm not as up to date on the, the hot, hot trends of Stalker. But they went from releasing this information on Wednesday, doubling down on Thursday with their decision, and then 90 minutes later, canceling the whole thing. Like well, NFTs, spe- never mind, forget spe- it. Specifically within the span of like 15 minutes posting a tweet being like, NFTs are actually great to deleting that and then posting a tweet saying they were canceling everything. It was beautiful. Which in their yeah. defense is the only correct answer. Yeah. Yes. And uh, <laughs> if you read the original, and the part in the Polygon article, which I think, I don't know who's, who broke the story. It was all over Twitter and it's hard to tell who, who to attribute this stuff to. But Polygon has an article where they have the original tweet that they did delete of where they do double down. And it is sort of just like, oh, geez. Yep. <laughs> if, you, if you read it. I, I want to uh, like, read one tweet verbatim here uh, from okay. one Randy Pitchford, noted magician uh, and illusionist <laughs> yep. at Duval Magic. I'm going to read this word for word. It's beautiful. Hey, bro. You don't need NFTs or blockchain to pre-sell unique customized stuff in your game. I'm not into that sort of thing because it's like kind of a shittier version of ad placement. But it's been done for years and you don't need NFTs to do it. Anyway, love your work. Wow. <laughs> Fucking Thanks, Randy. Randy, <laughs> Randy Thanks, Randy. Coming, out of, coming out of nowhere to let us know he's right occasionally. <laughs> uh, the worst person you know. <laughs> Slightly racist point. uncle Randy Pitchford <laughs> comes out and... <laughs> Or slightly sexist uncle, I guess. I <laughs> took time out of his... Let's his just off, take wide swings at him. Yeah, his offstage magic act in Vegas or whatever he's up to. What a what a strange presence and person. Uh, Who talks like this besides Randy Pitchford? Twitter. Yeah. 
Hey, also, bro. he talks like a mom on Facebook where he signs <laughs> his name at the end of the comment. Anyway, love Randy. Randy Pitcher. Yeah, love Randy. Love your work. <laughs> you just spent a tweet saying you don't love their work. But anyway. Sometimes I don't you know your address, so I just sent it out to Twitter. No, that's, a, that's a good tweet. Everything you're doing is fucking stupid. You're doing a great job. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, beautiful. I mean, Platform Wars is now, like I was saying, like NFT watch. You know, who will be next? Who is the next contender to try and like claw uh, relevancy out I of mean, like ridiculous notion we were all wrong with our guest last week so activision blizzard still has a chance to make it happen they can still do it nft they can still bring it home i want to see the nft card game i know it's like digital card game nft is like just begging to exist and i know it's gonna happen how would that even work uh the same way the same way nft pokemon games work where you're buying uh, your buy-in is an NFT that is like drawn from a pool of pre-generated starter Pokemon. So I imagine in this case it would be, hey, you get the same deck of shitty two- vanilla tutus, but they have like different names and like different smoking monkey artwork. Hell yeah! Please give us four hundred dollars of your crypto. <laughs> well, <laughs> we were talking about, uh, yeah, we talked about Peter Molyneux last week, but uh, about that game and like. Just the idea of like, yeah, 14 Ethereum or whatever. And it's just like, oh, how much is that again? Oh, yeah, $28,000. Sure, reasonable. And I just, I can see that these thing, NFTs for that. That like thing, 10, I, 10 I did some more reading into it this week because they had their minting for it and like a bunch of companies bought like oh, real estate on that thing. But it's like, Dear this Lord. is the company that made Gotis and then like abandoned it. This yes, game, 100%. 22 the game, cans. The game that you can buy this real estate in doesn't exist yet. P- Peter Molyneux, famous liar. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really <laughs> like, just, here's like $4 million or whatever worth of like land sales in a game that doesn't exist based entirely on the promise of Peter Molyneux. Are you kidding yeah. me? Like it oh is the old God. scam of selling land that doesn't exist. It's literally I mean, selling incredible. people the London Bridge. It's incredible. At yeah. least the bridge exists. <laughs> yeah, but you, <laughs> you a too, bridge somewhere. For fourteen Ethereum, you too can buy an acre on the moon. Who doesn't oh, want that? It's beautiful. Garbage. I actually could see that being a thing. I want to see it circle back around. I used to joke to that NFTs are basically like uh, buying stars. Yep. Uh, which was a thing. I want to see it circle around and see NFT stars come back. I could totally <laughs> see that like being a thing like that will come out soon. Oh, it should, Amazing. honestly. That would actually be great to just cir- circle around to the old scam. Just come back. Yeah. We've partnered not, with right? some, you know, space company that technically exists, has like four employees. <laughs> grant you the right to name stars on the blockchain. Can't wait to get Bored Ape Epsilon 5. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'll trade you for soul trade we'll you soul for find a, a medium in which you can exchange a plot of land in this fake game for a star name <laughs> and turn that into a fake pokemon or a farm plot in some other shitty nft game it's great beautiful Incredible. i love it uh, it's I, the exchange rates of just absurd nonsense i understand mm-hmm. The, the world's idea. on fire. We're all gonna die. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's all right. I mean, you're right, but um, I understand the idea that like 
as an industry, you want to chase novelty. Stuff is supposed to be interesting. It's supposed to be an engaging medium. But adding like NFTs and blockchain infrastructure and stuff, like didn't they are isn't there already a company that has like a blockchain game and they found a loophole, so they had to re like they had to yes. like recode the entire game yes, from because, scratch. Yes, there was like a bug or something with one of the tokens that had been issued, and because they can't change that because it's unchangeable, that's the whole it's point. Yeah. They had to like literally remake the whole game and issue everybody new stuff. It's yeah. So bonkers. why does anybody think that this is like a sustainable and good idea? I don't understand that. That's that's because, the like, thing I keep coming back to, which is like. I get it. You people have more money than you know what to do with. I hope. I hope. I hope that's the case, because otherwise they could have. They could have. But like, how do you fall for this? How do you think this like good idea that anybody else is going to follow you into like the inverted funnel here? Like we're constantly finding holes in the armor of NFTs and how they work. There was this controversy with like McDonald's selling an NFT and like. There was some sort of thing where, like, embedded into it was like a, fu- a fucking racial slur, and they were like, and McDonald's was like, "Don't know how that happened." A racial slurs on the blockchain. Straight up, you can Google this. It's a Googleable fact. Um, the McDonald's McRib NFT uh, had racism <laughs> hidden in it. Yeah, yeah, you see it now, huh? Oh, it's hell. Yeah. So, like, why does anybody think that this is like a viable infrastructure long term? just read a headline that made me real sad. I feel like I need to mm-hmm. move mm-hmm. on from mm-hmm. this topic. Yeah. I, this, is the, this is the worst topic, but we're going to have to talk about it like every week or every other week because yeah. it's, it's what everyone's doing. Yeah. All right. Well, quick reminder from the fun cast to anyone that listens, please don't make more NFTs. All five of you. They are uh, a bad idea for a multitude of reasons, which you can research on your own. Uh, but as this keeps happening, we'll hand out little bits of information as to like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do this, and the fail cases that keep popping up from doing it. We'll <laughs> so get a we'll get a good to uh, the uh, court trial of the yeah, right? Peter Molyneux. We'll get a good uh, clean soon. recording of our recommendations. We can just drop it in and post every time. <laughs> uh, we should probably. I am going to move on because my uh wristlet is beeping wildly um for all that don't know we are under it it, well no it's beeping louder than normal and it's also buzzing a lot uh so you probably can't pick it up no i it it does it more as it gets angry i I think it thinks and feels probably fine you just gotta kind (laughs) of give it a little I think, we're, I think we're reaching years. the uh, I think we're reaching the time limit for when we were supposed. You all played the game, right? Please yes. tell me you played the game. I did. Uh, I was I was thinking decay. about two. I was thinking about not doing it, but then I, uh, you know, I remembered our original conversation of what would happen if I didn't, and I was like, better play it. Um, but yes, yeah, State of Decay two. Oh, uh, thank God. Oh God. Okay. Who played it? Who wants to talk about it? Uh, let someone else go. So, have you ever played a game called Mount and Blade? Oh, I have. Yes. One of my favorite games. This is sort of that, but also <laughs> sort like this is very much the per- semi-procedural game based off of just here's systems that interact with each other. Uh go exist. Yep. It's one it's one of those. 
And, you know, it's, I think it, it's a pretty good one of those. It's just you have to be real into uh, the meat of your game being entirely generated within your own head in terms of, like, coming up with your own stories. What is... Let's start at the plot. What's the plot? Uh, uh, I believe there are ooh. zombies. There's a zombie apocalypse that has happened. Things and, have gotten uh, worse. Uh, there's, like, so many zombies that, like, there's less people because of it. Yeah. And so... The Walking Dead comes to mind. <laughs> So, so because of all the zombies, uh, people need to make civilization again, because civilization right now is zombies. This is, I guess, technically a post-post-apocalypse game. Yeah. Because the zombies have been around for a minute. This is not a, a new sudden arrival, just the, the immediate aftermath. Uh, there was, like, you know, stuffs and, uh, like, military outposts and, like, refugee camps, and then all that just eventually collapsed, and then that's where the game picks up sometime after the collapse. So as far as uh, zombie stuff goes, one of the things that's interesting about this one is they every, every zombie game, IP, movie, whatever, everyone has to have their own zombie rules. And yeah. this one seems to like pick and choose a couple zombie rules from like all sorts of different stuff. And most of the zombie rules are based for like gameplay reasons, which is fine. Um, but they are also kind of silly too. <laughs> like there is no shortage of zombies. First of all, I don't think they're immortal, but even if I kill a hundred zombies, they never reduce in population on the map. So it seems to be uh, just a million zombies forever. I don't know if that's part of the lore or not. They don't really speak about it. Uh, there are slow zombies and fast zombies. They will sprint at you after a while, but mostly they just shamble about. They do like to hoard up, but they don't hoard up more than like 20, 20 of them. A hoard in this game is like 10 zombies. It's actually anything more than four. We'll start qualifying <laughs> as a hoard <laughs> on oh. your map. You know, it was uh, this game did come out uh, almost four years ago. Yeah, if you compare it to um, what was the motorcycle Days one? Gone. Days Gone. I was going to make Days this gone. comparison yeah. too. Oh, yeah, because, me too. Uh, I played Days Gone on PC when it came, which is a great PC port. Like that thing runs incredibly well. It's amazing. And like I was surprised coming back to State of Decay 2. Like, oh, uh, Days Gone has a lot of State of Decay 2 in it. It doesn't have the like base building community management stuff, but it has like literally right. everything else except with some of the most viscerally terrifying hordes of zombies I've ever encountered in a video game. It's a like, fucking nightmare, that game. Yeah. State of Decay 2, things tend to get, like, dangerous for you when you're out and about and a zombie thing happens because, like, you tend, like, you go in unprepared or underprepared. If you prepare enough, I don't think anything in State of Decay 2 is particularly, like, challenging. Right. If, if you know what's coming, you can prepare for it. So very occasionally it's like, oh, I'm going to go in and clear this thing. And like, oh, shit, there's like a giant zombie in here. Oh, no, I broke the window going in by accident. Now there's more zombies. <laughs> Whereas like in Days Gone, it's like, OK, we're taking out this horde. No matter how much I prepare for it, it's going to be a gigantic horror show trying to clear it and get away alive, which is something that I think State of Decay 2 is missing, at least in the first five or six hours a real feeling of like spont spontaneous danger rather than unplanned danger that makes yeah sense. it's also just mm -hmm. really kind of missing a sense of scale that i mean you know i don't think it's fair to compare days gone with this game but like <laughs> once you've seen like the size of the hordes in days gone it's just this this is tame in comparison yeah 
we didn't actually play the multiplayer. This is all a separate experience from all right. four of us. But the idea, is, I think it's supposed to scale up if you have people joining your world so that it actually gets more dangerous, but it's a, it's like, you know, more balanced to tackle because you have your friends with you. I think the whole game was mo- mostly meant to be just a co-op sandbox where... Yeah, and like, to like, be fair, it's a cool sandbox. Like, if you... I do yeah. enjoy this type of systems interactions sort of gameplay, but you do eventually hit a point where, like, in a systems game like this, where either the systems have you and they you're in their grip or they don't and you fall off and never touch it again and... That's kind of where State of Decay 2 was for me. I, I want to say, my I have a counterpoint. I know we didn't play the game multiplayer, and the game says it's co-op and all of that, but it makes it challenging to co-op with people. It's so And weird. I feel like a game that does that, like, shoots itself in the foot. If the game wants to have its fun derived from multiplayer, it needs to put that, like, front and center. The multiplayer is hidden behind a sub-menu once you're playing the game that you can only access once you have access to your walkie-talkie, which I I don't know if you do during the tutorial until you've reached a certain point in the tutorial. So at at that point, you can then call a friend and then enter the multiplayer menu, which almost felt like Monster Hunter levels of backwards. (laughs) But I, I just felt like, you know, if it is supposed to be a multiplayer game and that's where, like, the enjoyment is, and maybe that is where it is, it, it really should have put that up front and center. Like, um, if you've ever played um, uh, Orcs Must Die, like, yes. that game is not fun by yourself. But it's yep. a lot of fun with another person, and it tells you that. <laughs> you know, like, it makes sure you know that and then sets that up so you can play with other people very easily. You well, know? Here, here's the big thing, too, because there is a story behind it. Um Back in the back in the the days of yore with the, the Xbox 360 and State of Decay One, they had promised multiplayer. But back then, um, I forget the name of the studio off the dome, but it was a small studio, yes. and they had promised multiplayer, and then found out very quickly that they couldn't deliver. It so it remained out. a single player game, and everybody was pissed. Yes. So. When they then, when they then, announced State of Decay 2, they opened with like, and it's multiplayer. And they got Swears bought this by time. Microsoft. And they did, which, which like, I think helped. Is, yeah, which I think is where they got the crew to put in the multiplayer infrastructure yeah. at all. I remember that first one being very neat, but also it's like, oh, this is a cool first attempt, especially because it came out almost a decade ago. I I can't imagine how bare bones the first one must have felt. It yeah, felt bit, yeah. felt like a simple like. It's weird to call it a simpler version of this, but it like that's the only real word I have for it. It was like, yes, it doesn't didn't have quite as many interacting systems. I do yeah. want to say too about the comment of comparing it to Days Gone is I was looking it up just to confirm. I think Undead Labs is a team of six people <laughs> or eight, and uh, the, the developers of uh, Days Gone Bend Labs or something or mm-hmm. Bend something they are a hundred people. So. Yes. It's a um, small difference, really. Yeah. <laughs> that, I think that's what happens when you have yeah. <laughs> those few more people make a real big difference. Yeah, and you can yeah. you can see where they put their time. It's like, okay, we can't do a yeah. story game, so we're going to make a sandbox and just build math, right, with all these systems, and then just and I I want to s- let yeah. them let them interact, let players, you know, it's it, I don't want to say it's a find your own fun kind of game. But it definitely leans into the uh, find your own like, fun, you know, rim worldy, you know, yeah, sort of uh, procedurally generated stories yeah. or sort of, you know, 
You've got to be, be willing to okay. like, oh, I'm going to like try to run with these survivors and like let the let them interact or let the, the, the systems behind all that interact. And then like, oh, one of them got hurt. Let's make this, you know, a thing like, oh, do I really want to deal with <laughs> this person being injured when like, oh, I can like, let's go see. Oh, I found a new, another survivor, similar skill set, but they're not hurt. Let's dump this other dude, you know, and like come up with your own your own set of stories that way but it's very much a yeah yeah i guess it is a find your own fun sort of game but <laughs> it doesn't have it doesn't, do, yeah. it doesn't really have the like push it's like it softly pushes you to continue exploring because you do exhaust the immediate resources in your area so you will eventually mm-hmm. move on and whatever but like it's a very soft gentle progression if you you know it's not going to force you to move forward I think uh, that's that's exactly where my my enjoyment of the game sort of abruptly ended, and uh, I I, I want to talk about like we all played uh, the main mode, which is just the campaign mode, which I believe is the classic version, which is what I assume launched originally, and uh, what it's based around is like we said, you start in a community and you try and get more members, and you you try and find stuff, scavenge the post post apocalypse to fight off zombies. Um, that will eventually raid your base. But the underlying goal is that there are these like nexus points of zombie infestation called blood something. Blood boils. I don't remember. Blood Plague, plague hearts? Something like that? Plague hearts. Thank you. Plague hearts. Yeah. I got there. We, we all for sure played this game. <laughs> I, to be fair. You'd be sometime, dead if you didn't. Sometime this week. Hey, I, I I destroyed six plague hearts in my campaign. I'll have you know before I realized every plague heart is exactly the same. Um, but a, I, the goal a, is to kill ten of them. Yeah, it's a surprisingly similar win. system to basically the same thing in Days Gone. Is it really? <laughs> That's there funny. are like where in Days Gone, it's like weird nests that these zombies yeah, like, build, and they're like, like built of, of like mud nests. and twigs and shit, and they're creepy. You gotta go blow them up. And they always, always mention how they smell like shit. Yeah, <laughs> they do. They mention that in this game too, except they're like, "Oh, it tastes like blood." <laughs> you're like, so, right. so uh, I mean, Daniel, you you um, you kind of elaborate on like the procedural storytelling that sort of generates itself from like the interaction of these systems. I, I want to ask you guys, do you, do you like that in games at all? I think it de- like, it depends on how far the systems go. <laughs> like eventually, you know, you always are eventually going to hit like a wall on any sort of systems game, but like mountain blade lets you really do the, your own story thing because the the amount of steps you can take down that path of systems yes. is like super long from going yes. from like roaming mercenary to leading a small army to like joining a kingdom and becoming uh you know uh like a, a knight for somebody to forging your own kingdom and being a lord like the the steps you can take keep going and let let that sort of storytelling you know, happen over a long enough time, you never like reach the end of a set of systems and find out, oh, my guess my story's over <laughs> before I thought it would be. And you know what they do to do the procedural like s- 
you know, connection building is they do the uh, bio shot, bioware style of like there's 20 named characters that will join you and they all have their own stories and you can join, you know, have connections with them based on what right. you're doing. Um, but because it's a procedural game, you don't know when you're going to run into them. They could be anywhere. So like every time you play the game, because there's 20 of them, it's very unlikely you're going to ever see all 20 because they are so scattered across the map. Um, so each time you play, you get like a random subset of these people. And like maybe you see the same ones a couple times, but you have to play the game a lot to dig through those 20 people. Like, <laughs> you know, whereas you play a procedural story character like I did, and I met all of the characters in <laughs> this game in in uh, State of Decay. I met every possible character like <laughs> combination. I think uh, there are 11 distinct uh voices that end up on characters in state of decay 2 <laughs> and those 11 yeah. voices are the ones that like determine a set of traits or like uh hidden traits as well so it's like oh once you start seeing like again the, the possibility space isn't as large as it probably should be for for what it is you get these really weird moments like um i had a person with a trait that was like afraid their father is dead and i took them with me on a mission and they were like I'm afraid my father is dead. <laughs> and I was like, thank you? And that was it. That's all they said about it. it Ooh, wasn't story. A wow. It wasn't <laughs> It think, wasn't anything. I think that's my, my problem with procedural storytelling in general is that, um, like you're saying, it gives, it gives the opportunity for cool shit to happen. But because it's procedural, one, there's no guarantee. And, and two, like the tempo of any sort of story is like it's not guaranteed and it's totally fucked. I think, you know, the right way to do it is I've always thought this is when you're doing procedural stuff, you need uh, templates or like chunks of like very heavily crafted content and then just like a bunch of them. And that's what Skyrim does. And that's why Skyrim works. And that's what, you know, the big RPG games do. Obviously, a studio of this size can't do that. But that's why I would argue they should have went the Mountain Blade route and sort of just like pretended like that didn't matter and then sort of expand some of their gameplay depth more because what they have is a really solid vertical slice. Like they went out and they're like, okay, what's like a session of the game, right? You, you start your low end resources, you go out, you scavenge, you get resources, you bring it back. You can build something. Maybe you get new guns, maybe a horde attacks at that point. You fight them off. You get influence. You can use that influence to like trade with people nearby and then come back to your base. And it's like, that's really cool. That's a really cool, solid loop of things that can happen. But where they fall short is exactly the Mountain Blade example that they don't do is that's the depth of it. The buildings that you can build, they only have two tiers. There's only eight buildings in the game. And uh, then the guns, there's like three gun types. Yeah. Pistol, assault rifle, sniper rifle, shotgun. Like, that's it. You know, there's two types of grenades. There's, you know, like, it's just so shallow. And, and then eventually the, the end game is, well, we've finished this zone. We're going to move to the next biome and start over. Yeah. Yeah. And the, nah. And there's nothing <laughs> like, there's not like no. unique zombie types per biome. And there's not unique buildings per biome. There's not unique anything per biome. It's no, just, just do it again in a different place. Yeah. It's... I feel like it's a, it's a, I mean, yeah, like you said, they got a great vertical slice here. I just, if they could, and they're making a third one, believe it or not, 
They got it. Um, they got it figured out. No, I know. It's they popular can, enough. They can do it now. They can do it yeah. now, right? Yeah. So, so here's the last wild thing I wanted to mention about this uh, before my ranting is over. I, I know I, I feel like I'm monopolizing, but I, I, I just wanted to say, like, I went to Steam because I was really curious. Is this game super well received? Am I the crazy one? I totally am. The game has huge ratings. Yeah, this, and there's this some people like that, that left type comments. Of game where the people, the people that, that have left like comments that have are... 500 hours. Yeah, on this the game. people that like <laughs> this game are wild for it. Like if and, you, it's a yeah. systems game, and you can get sucked into the systems yeah. and enjoy so, that loop of gratification that they they bring you. So I can yeah. see why people like it. I don't hate it. I don't think it's I necessarily mean, a bad game. Yeah, yeah it's just it's, is there is there mod support? Nah, that I, I saw, mean not maybe maybe yeah, I don't know maybe That'd if we bought cool. it on Steam. There's probably <laughs> that must yeah. violate some law of the bracelet though <laughs> to even mention mm-hmm. such an idea. <laughs> Yeah, these things like what do they do? Explode? Do they like electrocute my heart? Like what's I think up? they give you cancer. <laughs> Next Very mods oh, yeah, is all that. just like aesthetic <laughs> mods. Aesthetic mods? Oh, boring. Hell yeah. I, can I mean, don't even run around with my big boob naked chick. Just Hell like Skyrim. yeah, brother. <laughs> We're gaming. Finally. Yeah, clean faces for State of Decay 2. <laughs> <laughs> the State of Decay 2 oh, cinematic God. mod. Um so as far as ratings uh, from us, since I'm I'm in the wrong, I, I I've I thought about it a bunch, and I think I you know I, I've we have a few rating systems here. I think the one we're trying to get to is: Do you enjoy it? Will you finish it? Would you recommend it? Which is like the ultimate, right? And then the other direction is not for me, or not for anyone, right? So those are kind of that's like the five recommendations I, I could see. And for me personally. I think it's a not for me. What what do you say, Dean, since you seem, you know, the most positive on it? I enjoy it. Um, I think I would recommend it for what it is. Um, yeah, like it's it's sort of a bare bones, like find your own fun, cycle through the systems game. And some yeah. people like that. You know, we were we compared it to Mountain Blade. People love Mountain Blade. There's, people there's love Mountain Blade is so good. There's definitely a part of me that remembers when I when this game came yeah. out and I played I played it like at midnight for like four hours straight and like, this is great. And then I woke up in the morning and never touched it again. <laughs> I would say. But like, there's part of my brain that is wired to like this stuff and really has liked it in the past. But I think maybe I've grown past it. I would say yeah. if you're going to play it, play it multiplayer because yeah. a lot of the, a lot of the more interesting things aren't going to matter if it's just you sitting in a lo- alone in a room. Just, yeah, grab some friends, pick up the game on sale, tune out, and just slay some zombies with some Molotov cocktails. To that end, I do think that the game has an opportunity to be a pseudo Left 4 Dead, where you're making your own mission, and you play with friends, and you go do it, and then the mission has, you know, there's no, like, progression mission to mission, but hey, that's the same thing with Left 4 Dead, right? So... It'd be the same sort of, you know, session-based gameplay that you could do with a friend. And maybe that's fun. I used to love doing that when I was younger with, like, GTA and GTA Online and stuff. It's just, I don't know, something about that I've fallen off of for sure. Tim, where Tim, where are you at with this? Um, I, I, I enjoyed it, you know? Um, it, it does, like, the loop it has is interesting. And I think I was starting to get to the point where I get to... Um, Kind of with a lot of open world games where you just kind of see the fabric of what the game is um, yeah. mechanically yeah. and where you can just sort of like 
draw a line in like a matrix of, okay, this, this is going to lead to this. This is going to lead to that. But I didn't get quite there yet. I think it feels like a really good, like, listen to a podcast game. Maybe this one. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can't see myself playing it for much longer than I did. And frankly, it felt a little clunky mechanically. One of my big problems with it is the amount of inventory management, which oh, yeah. I yeah. don't think that's not that's not gameplay. That's a that's a spreadsheet. That's busy work. But and and in that way, I feel like I didn't really respect a lot of my time. But like the other moment to moment stuff was a lot more interesting. But yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. Hmm. Daniel, what is your actual review? Because it seemed like you enjoyed it, but like I'm like uh, I think only, so far uh, Dean's the only one on recommend it level. I so would say curious. it's like for me, it's I like caveats. a a solid <laughs> three out of five. It's just like not quite for me. It might have gotcha. been for me like ages ago, but you know I've I guess my taste has changed in for a younger Daniel. Of, uh, yeah, my <laughs> tastes towards uh, open worlds uh, systems games have changed. I want a little more meat. What's interesting about the Mountain Blade comparison here is I could not get into Mountain Blade 2 at all. And I couldn't tell if that was because the game was just like structurally not there yet because it was buggy as hell when I played it. Uh, but same sort of thing. I got sucked into Mountain Blade and lost two weeks of my life. And I don't remember what happened. I was just gone <laughs> for like 120 hours or something. Yeah. Same and thing happened with, the, uh, with Dwarf, Dwarf Fortress. Damn. That's fuck is the time to get into Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> need a manual i'm still waiting for that yeah. steam release it's gonna be it was awesome. a summer summer in my youth like uh eight years ago when the steam version comes out i will pick up dwarf fortress and i will play it and i've i've never gotten sucked into it so i expect good things good fucking luck <laughs> don't worry no, look up a, a guide interface this time, so. look up yeah. look up a guide and don't feel shame about it uh that is the systems game <laughs> so yes. a way to think about it Funcast Game Club Gameplay Compliance Detected. Compliance Bracelets Deactivated. Oh, good. Yeah, huh. Yes. I told you, it'll be fine. Internal Manite Compliance Tracking Activated. Who pushed the button last time to choose the game? I did. I'm going to push it again. <laughs> Go for oh. it. I'm not, I'm not here to care. Ah, uh, shit. What are we playing? As the person who reads the intro, I push the buttons. Um, I push the button. Surprise me. Oh, no. <laughs> what I have don't you want done? Oh, no, 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 no. What did you get us? Oh, What'd you get, Chief? I got another game that I don't want to play, but you guys will <laughs> probably be fine with. I got Need for Speed Rivals Complete Edition. Which version what? of need for speed is that does that's that like, have a live action story mode that's an old one isn't it need for speed rivals uh let's see what does it say about it uh it came out in 2013 yeah, so it's an eight-year-old racing game we got oh, yeah. we gotta get a modern one in there nope no. uh, i'm i'm just letting you know that when i search when I search Need for Speed on the Xbox app, I don't get any Need for Speeds. Oh, no. We run into country, like, blocking uh, <laughs> problems. Oh, thank God. Oh, oh this I might hope, be the mulligan. I hope not. I mean, uh, it might just not search the EA Pass games. So, Yeah, it is part of the EA Play one. Um, Need for so, Speed Rivals Complete Edition. 
Oh, he found it. Why Sorry. did you lie, Daniel? <laughs> you just wouldn't come up in the search. This is the one that had the FMV cutscenes, isn't it? Oh, oh yes. hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Or was that the one? I, I can't keep the Need for Speed straight. There was like one oh, a year. For... I hope it is. Because none of it matters. They're not. They're just Zoom games. Oh. I don't care about Zooms. Yeah. <laughs> I have never played a Need for Speed game. I can't remember the last time I played a non-cart racing game. <laughs> I don't know how cars uh, drive. Last I, one was Forza uh, uh, Horizon 5. Uh, yeah, and, I, I most recently it, played uh, Need for Speed Heat, whatever the most recent one is. One that's Andrew, you could, have, yeah, right. you could have pressed the button again and we would have never known. I mean, we still That's can. not how it we works. Just, the bracelet would know. We could edit this it all out. It would kill us all. Uh... I'm actually curious about playing it from a uh, historical perspective and uh, see. So they can't all be perfect like. gems like State of Decay 2, Juggernaut Edition. Yeah. To be fair, it could I mean, be worse. It could have been like, uh, let's see. It could have been the entirety. It could have been the entirety of the Halo Master Chief Collection. <laughs> Dear Lord. Would have been all right. right. You could beat that in a weekend. Oh, I have heard Halo games are kind of short. I don't know if that's true. I just assume all shooty, like, shooty games are short. Five to six hours per campaign, yeah. probably. Your average uh, shooter length. I mean, they please, did set the stage for most Please play through four Halo games in a row. Done. Or <laughs> Rush, a Disney Pixar adventure. We've been spared. Yeah, I mean, I used to be a teenager. I can't played, wait for us to get I've some played real, all the, I've played all the Halo games at once in one day. Uh, there's photosensitive warnings on this game. I don't know. Should we re-roll? I mean, that sounds pretty serious. Photosensitive. We can't. We can't get out warnings. of here, uh, Oh, also mild violence. Is everyone here ten plus? Is... I could, in theory, choose to die. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, true. I'm, you've yeah, handed me a choice here, and I have to think really hard. If well, I if you saw the play... movie Saw, you could always do that. I think that works. Well, I guess it's time that to install. It's time to install EA Desktop because they do make, it needs they do a separate app sweet. rather than Origin. What the fuck, EA? Incredible. Wait, really? That's a go. EA app. Downloading stuff. I have next week's Industry Wars topic all set. What oh. the hell is EA app? And why isn't it Origin? And why does it exist? Is this, is this after they gave up? Hades won a Hugo Award for some reason? Yeah, the first ever 80s. video game Hugo. What? Yeah, it's the first ever video game to do a Hugo. But like, how did they? Hugo is for books, isn't it? Not anymore. Not just I guess for books. Not, yeah, a literary award. I thought oh. it was for sci-fi generally too. Sci-fi fantasy generally, yeah. Isn't Hugo's like notoriously not good? <laughs> well, people, it's prestigious. The the um. Outside powers that want to be have tried to make it not good, and the Hugos have Got progressively it. made themselves better and more resilient to their tampering. I see. Okay. But like the Hugo novels that win a Hugo are worth reading, generally speaking. Fascinating. I'll, I'll look more into this. For what it's worth, Hades is a great game, and you should check it out if you have not. I put 40 hours into it, so I put way more time into it than <laughs> State of Decay. Go play Hades. It's better than State of Decay 2. Also That's not comparable. Me. They're not completely at all. different genres, different <laughs> gameplay loops. He just compared I, them. 
But I do wish I played that game instead of State of Decay. The, the line of comparison week. stops at video game. Yes. I don't know what to tell you, man. He compared them. I also want to play Hades instead of Need for Speed Rivals. So maybe Hades is another comparison. Too. Basically the same game. Uh, well, t- riddle me this. How many Hugo Awards did State of Decay 2 win? So, uh, I mean, no, other right video game. no other video game has won a Hugo Award besides Hades. So well, there you go. Oh, Daniel, are you are you showing us a, uh, a possible you, Mulligan I'm Avenue? You, I'm showing you a Mulligan here in that EA does not let me does not let you have two Xbox accounts linked over the course of a lifetime to an EA account, which means I cannot use EA Play EA Access through Game Pass. Should we, because, should wow. we re-roll? I think Absurd. we should. Uh, fine. I don't want to. No EA games. That is a yeah. That that's a the new good. Can't the, it's not my fault. It's like it's EA, EA not letting you make too many good games. It's these me. Days. It's me not having the Hotmail address for my original Xbox 360 gamer tag <laughs> that I linked. What the fuck is this? This is a, <laughs> what fresh hell is this game? What have you done to us? Looks cool. Hold on. Have we I traded sure one hell for EA. another. Could you be we, more specific? We traded one hell for a game that came out two months ago, three months ago. Ooh. And it's called oh, wow. Crown Trick. What? what? Never heard of it. Crown. Oh, Crown Trick? trick. Crown Trick. Is this, a, is this the roguelike? It looks like a roguelike. Yeah, I've played this. Is yeah, it, this looks is cute. Is it good? It's a perfectly serviceable roguelike. All right, so here's the deal, gang. Uh, we complained about Need for Speed a whole bunch, and we can't play it because uh, EA sucks. <laughs> doesn't know what so they're doing. Yeah. The bracelet has forgiven us, thank God. And Everybody uh, gets it one. Under- <laughs> it understands that we can no longer play EA games. If EA wants to fix this problem, please contact Daniel and yeah. <laughs> let <laughs> him mine. You I'm not, I'm not going to contact your let support. Let him mine your another account. Contact me. And uh, yeah, so the new game is Crown Trick. Team 17 Digital is the publisher, so that means I have no idea who the actual developer is. Uh, oh, they got plenty team, of shit. Next probably. Studios. Capital N-E, lowercase x, capital T. Next cool. Studios. That also sounds like a very familiar studio name. Uh, but yeah, I'll check it out, see if it's good. I like roguelikes. I like synchronous turn-based are... you say i do enjoy Wait, that turn-based read the details andrew i was just looking at the pretty pictures that will be your folly oh no is this like uh dungeons of dreadmore style uh grid based yeah yeah oh no oh wow <laughs> that really turned around <laughs> on you man man you're just oh, flipping no. a coin on are you I okay thought was, <laughs> i thought it was an action rpg oh yes, no I thought it was like a Zelda game. Like it looks like no. Get that it looks down. like a top-down Zelda. Get yeah, that you out of your head, bud. Oh my god. Wah, wah. Well, if the systems are good, it's salvageable. But like Dungeons of Dreadmore was not fun to me at all. And uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Give it a shot. Look forward to it. Crown Trick. That's the game. Forget this. EA is garbage and we are not playing their games so <laughs> for now um all right so i'm gonna move on to the final section of the show which would be uh just recently played 
And all of us have played a game recently, except Dean, because uh, Dean is too cool for school. I'm on and there. Also, I'm a very busy man. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Dean's busy, supposedly. But also, um, I'm on that list. I wrote down my stuff. No, no, but you didn't play the same game as us. That's what I'm saying. We all oh. played the same game except you. Oh. Which is the critically acclaimed Final Fantasy XIV that you could not play or download because they got so popular, they had to shut down new accounts and the free trial. So, and it's also purchases of the game. Yeah. So yeah. You, you can't actually play the game. It's very exclusive. <laughs> yeah, I don't. But, I own Final Fantasy XIV. It is worth its critical acclaim. I do not own Endwalker currently. Yeah, sorry. I, I figure I'll wait because... Out. Because I don't want to wait three weeks to be able to log in. Cues are still bad, uh, yeah. by the way. So, so <laughs> hot, hot topic is the cues are garbage. Uh, I took, when I jumped on at 6.30 today, EST, I was in queue line 2400. And it took me exactly until 10 minutes ago and, uh, to get in. So that is... Yep. The fun of being a yeah. playing a very popular MMO. We recorded the last two podcasts with me idling somewhere while logged in because I didn't want to sit through six hours of queues. Yeah, if you log in at any point past one PM, you're you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean you'll get in. You just eventually. have to wait three hours. <laughs> and to be fair, they have fixed a lot, not all, but a lot of the stability problems with the queue, so you don't have to babysit it as closely. I still yes. have been Well, now I'm now I'm just paranoid. Yeah, now I'm paranoid. Yes. It's like I can't relax. Uh, although they did mention in their most recent update, they're like, hey, thanks to player reports, we've been able to identify a bug that's been around since 1.0 <laughs> regarding error 2002 while in login queue. And it's like, thank you. Amazing. It's been wow. a decade. Wow, also, I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, also, this was a problem when A Realm Reborn launched 2.0, and the same thing happened, but I guess now we'll fix it. Yeah, I anyway, mean, game's the, good, by the, the way. <laughs> the main thing about the queue this. is just that, like, it is based on ancient technology. I, I'm 100% sure that their server infrastructure and everything is based off of what they did for FF11. It is, so, like, it is easily do, do you know how the queue works? Tech. Do you, do you know how the queue connection works? It is not a modern no. queue that pushes you like a, hey, it'll be about 15 minutes. I'll push you an update every minute or whatever. This queue, if you wire shark it, is a constant open TCP socket to a server that is running oh God, a data connection the entire time. Oh which, is why, which is why when you drop packets and you miss a heartbeat signal, you get kicked out of queue. It's a socket for the yeah. queue. Yeah, it's a TCP Your socket Lord. the whole time. It is. That's awful. It is horrific, which is why they have this problem, and it's like why it's taken so long to fix. Because this isn't a problem when you're, you know, in Japan. <laughs> Your infrastructure is a million yeah. years old, so and nobody's connecting issues. further than like a hundred and something. So it's like, okay, yeah, over, you know, if it works from over the fiber backbone from Osaka to Tokyo, it must work from. LA to Toronto. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Yeah, that's uh just relatively yeah, similar. Bad Q, great game. <laughs> yeah. I'll Game's wait. good. So so real quick about the game, because I don't want we could literally go on for a we could have yeah. a whole episode about just Final Fantasy 14. I just want to hit some of the highlights as to like why it's good. Um 
If you haven't followed the 2.0 turnaround dev story, super good. Check that out on Noclip. There is a documentary about how Yoshi P, Yoshida came in to save uh, the game and did and very successfully. Uh, probably the most unique game industry story that's ever happened and probably will never happen again. So it's a really cool listen. Uh, outside of that, they introduced a story in 2.0 uh, that has been progressing until now. So that story started seven years ago and this is the game this expansion that just came out finally concludes the story that they started seven years ago. So it's, it's been a really long cycle and sort of just like they have it set up in such a way that is this like, you know, a lot of nostalgia and these memories and characters you met along the way and they reintroduce a bunch of people and, you know, there's a lot of interactions and it's, it's a little bit of just everything you've done over the past seven years mentioned, even in sometimes little tiny tidbits, but all the nods are just very cool. And um, if you're anything like yeah. me, uh, you won't remember half of them. <laughs> no, there's there are a couple of specific scenes. Who the fuck are towards you? The end of Endwalker <laughs> that are like I'm supposed to recognize who this is, and I have no fucking idea. You're acting like you know me. Yeah, like, I but know I have you. I've never. I swear I've never seen you before in my life. I've played the expansions back to back before, and I was yeah. like, which one are you? Yeah. <laughs> so it's over uh, seven years. I, yeah. I don't know, but. There's there's a section For in the, Walker yeah. where you hear a bunch of voices and they're like talking yes, to you. Disembodied like, voices. Yeah, and it's like I and the subtitles don't tell you who the character is. So it's nope. like I can't tell who this voice actor is because this He's voice actor probably voices with six other characters and it's like I don't fucking remember who it is. Does the people. character wear a hat? I don't know. What I doesn't can't help tell. is it's a disembodied uh, voice. What doesn't help is I play the entire game in Japanese, um, so I it's it's oh, a lot harder to... to distinguish the Japanese voice actors mm -hmm. uh, when I haven't heard them in a really long time. Maybe it would have been the same with the English. I don't know if they had really distinctive voices. Maybe I'd remember. But with Japanese, I mean, the same with uh, the English. I don't anticipate your odds would have fared much better. Yeah, uh, like Emmett Selk is a character from the last expansion and spoilers that they have a voice line or two in this one and i did not recognize their voice at all i was like i feel like i should know he's, who this is he, and then, he in, in, <laughs> he's in very english, he has a very distinctive english voice in actor. english it's extremely yeah. distinct and very good uh yeah he's still a I, genocidal uh, maniac but boy do i like him he's my uh he's great pretty boy boyfriend I love him yeah. <laughs> you get to meet uh, his boyfriend meme. it's great Oh, since y'all have the Endwalker content, uh, how many of you are bunny boys right now? Not me. Mm. Uh, it's funny. I... Mm. You're behind on the curve. Bunny boy supremacy. <laughs> That's what the internet says. To be fair, I actually says. do know two people that changed from cat boy to bunny boy, which is... It's mm. like, you guys know I mean, I'm I... just doing this for... Get with the program, y'all. I, I drank the Fantasia. I just haven't you changed it yet because that would yet. require me to log in yeah <laughs> remove all my equipment right log out and then edit it yeah. and i'm not doing the queue twice <laughs> for what it's worth if you uh try playing the game at 9 a.m in the morning uh on a work day there is no queue yeah. so <laughs> i don't know if that helps any people out there but that's my that's my working uh, from home tip if you just want to log in my Talking pro tip, work my pro tip is uh, 
My pro tip is log in early, uh, finish the main story, and then that way you don't feel like you need to log in for a while. The last thing I wanted to say about this was it's good. Go buy it. All right, moving on. Uh, Daniel, you have another note on here about mm-hmm. your first time ever playing Link to the Past. Yeah, tell um, us the wrong it... thing you did. Yeah, so yeah, you're playing t- it bad. tell us this so... cursed nightmare. So the real cursed nightmare starts with uh, one Griffin McElroy, who uh, on the <laughs> you YouTube channel the YouTube started uh, yeah. a Link to the Past randomizer run from hell. Uh, it has a lot more in common mm. with the Monster Factory randomized episode of uh, Dark Souls 3, where he is doing a Link to the Past randomizer uh, where all the enemies are also randomized. So he's like in the sewers fighting Lionels. And also he has one hit kills on. So if he could just get touched by anything, he dies and it's a nightmare from hell and it's great. And I'm like, randomizers are fun. I've watched these. I've watched a million different speed runs of randomizers. I've watched different playthroughs. I should try one. And so I was trying one today. Yeah. And it turns out, yeah, they are fun. I really like the options the website gives you. It's very customizable. It's very cool. I'm currently playing it with a Genesis controller, which is probably the coolest thing in the world. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Especially since uh, I have never played a Link to the Past before. Why? Why Which did you choose this game? Weird. Because I didn't have a Super Nintendo. I played. That's where you lose me. I remember playing through the first loop somewhere, uh, through the sewers and out. And I probably at some point in like high school on an emulator played through, and like I vaguely remember Kakariko Village. But most of my playthrough being like completely blind, and they do not recommend you do, do a randomizer for your first run, uh, is like. You know, the whole thing is finding chests to get items to hopefully unlock progression that lets you go, you know, continue through the game in a mostly random order. Uh, But, like, I'm getting items, and it's like, if I had played this game before, I would know what I could do with uh, glove level (laughs) two. I don't, so I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna wander... Yeah. Can't you get Link to the Past on a Switch? Yeah, I've just never played it. Yeah. And you just, you just like, it's, no, let's um, go in. Let's go in not just blind, but like. It's the only mainline Zelda game. backwards. It's the only mainline Zelda game I have not played or beaten. So wow. here's a fun uh, idea is what if you could play Zelda, but the design was the worst design game you ever <laughs> could play? Because that's I'm, that's what it feels like. Like, why would the why would the developer give me this item? I don't even use it for three hours. So, so it's like my, a little more prescient than that. So I have <laughs> so I have open. They have when you create a, a run and you like you feed it the ROM and you, it makes the changes and you download a new one, uh, the changed yeah. one. But you can open the spoiler section and it'll just tell you where all the items are. And there's one just called playthrough and it's like, hey. These are the main items you need to do the progression to get to the win condition you selected. I selected beat Ganon with seven, Mm -hmm. get seven crystals first. So it's like I hit play through and it's like, all right, Hyrule Castle, here's my five items. I started the game with a level one sword, level one glove, the hammer, the master sword, and the cane that let you put blocks down. Yeah. And I'm sure for people that have played this game, they're like, oh, you go do so much stuff. Me, I'm just like, I guess I'll just go wander around what I remember the beginning of the game is and just, you know, have fun exploring. Like, I'm playing an open world game at this point. <laughs> I've turned it into, like, Breath of the Wild, the puzzle game. It's actually kind of great. And so, so it's like, I know, Does, like, uh... it says, like, in playthrough here, okay, so Kakariko Well Top, I can find the Moon Pearl. No idea what the Moon Pearl does, but I know I can eventually <laughs> go get it. 
If yeah, I have, you can find it though. I have a tracker open, and it's a map, and it shows where all the items are, or all the chests are, and you can click what you have unlocked, and it'll tell you what's possible. So it's like I know from what I have unlocked, I can go finish and beat uh, the Tower of Hera in Mount Doom, or whatever. And like, I don't know how to get in there. I can apparently sounds like Zelda Sudoku. I can beat the whole thing. <laughs> No idea how to get there. Let's figure out how to do that. It's been a surprisingly pleasant open world puzzle game doing it this way. Having like no idea outside of like, oh, I remember this one thing from like watching a speed run before of just like figuring out the Zelda puzzle completely blind. Amazing. I actually think that's a really intriguing way to play the game where like you have a pseudo like guide like. um Yeah. La Milana has yes. a hint-based guide, and it actually sounds really similar to that. <laughs> this this feels very similar, where it's like, I can mouse over on this map and be like, okay, graveyard, cliff, cave, there's an item in here. If I get there using the magic mirror, don't know how the fuck to do that, Almost but like I'll, you go, have played I'll go figure it out. First. You know, stuff like that. It's really, it's it was a very fun uh, afternoon today. Playing I mean, through. I appreciate that not only is your first playthrough a randomizer, but also you're playing with a Genesis controller. Yep. Yeah. It, oh, it, actually, it, actually it actually maps super well to a six button when you're not dropping not it. Um, but like A, B, X, Y are just in the same like location. Actually, so the X weird. and Y are swapped because Nintendo's weird, but like it just works. And then if I want L so and R, that my six button has L and R on it because 8-bit dough are, are not complete monsters. I, I have a quick question about this. Since mm -hmm. I watch uh, Andy, who is a great Twitch streamer, yep, and he's worth checking out if, if you guys haven't. He usually does GDQ Zelda stuff. He is a very well-known Zelda randomizer runner. It's like all he does is play Link to the Past randomizer. But he plays randomizers that require glitches. Yeah, that's <laughs> an progress. Does Okay, so that's an option. So you made there's it a so whole, you don't There's a whole glitches. set of options. Like okay change like here change settings like i the only thing i changed from the default is like i wanted standard order so you have to go through the castle first uh, i see otherwise you can go open and it's just like it assumes you did that already yeah and so like you can really like because the sewers just assume you don't because you're not don't have the lantern at that point the sewers are dark which is like oh this is impossible but like there's a thing <laughs> where like hey what glitches do you do you want no glitches do you want no logic, which is like that sounds uh, bad major, or do you want major glitches? Do you just want overworld glitches? What item placement do you want? Do you want like basic item placement or advanced item placement, which is like okay, technically to get in here you're supposed to have the hook shot, but you can bounce off blocks with the Pegasus boots to do it instead. Right. Assume you know how to do that. Select advanced, and it like has a second set of logic for doing all of these items. Oh, there's. How, okay, how much cool. accessibility do you want it to logic out for you? Do you want to be able to find 100% of the items? Or do you want to be able to find 100% of all the locations and rooms, which is different? Because if you I do say 100% yeah. inventory, it can be like, okay, there's a, there's a dungeon here where you don't need one of the keys. So we're going to put that key in a chest behind a locked door. So I, like I do you just appreciate don't the to link do to the past randomizer community. They're yeah. so invested, much more so than any other randomizer communities. But... New randomizer communities popping up all the time. So there are so many. I have cool not played a randomizer yet, but I really want to check one out someday. If you want to just like really mess things up, you can be like major glitches, advanced item placement. I just 
Accessibility, I want this game beatable. <laughs> Not even like yeah. it's Just give me technically hell beatable. Dungeon item shuffle, do you want keys for other dungeon bosses found in different dungeons? Or do you want all the keys to stay in their own dungeon? Nah, do you fuck want, me up. Yeah. What do you want your goal to be? Do you want to kill Ganon? Do you want to kill Ganon early? Do you want to do like the masters? Do you want to have entrance shuffles? It's like every time you go in a door, oh, it takes yeah. you to a random other door. Did you ever see that run it's like, of it's uh, wild. Link to the Past in Super Metroid? And they yes. like stitched them together. That yep. was great. That one's crazy. <laughs> did, did, did you guys ever see that? There's a... Um, no, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, no, so every time so you go in about? a door in Link to the Past, you come out a door in Super Metroid. Yeah, and you, you know can what? find... You can find items for the Super Metroid run in the Zelda world, and you can find items for the Zelda world in the Super Metroid. It's, it's, <laughs> that reminds me insane. of an idea I had where uh, you could play a game of Risk, but every every uh, in, uh, conflict was resolved with a game of Stratego. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's basically that. Uh, there's, a, there's a couple of really, really good uh, Pokemon randomizers that do similar things where it's like, not just our like Pokemon and like certain items randomized, but you can do like entrance shuffles. So like, okay, I went into the door to the Poke Center and I popped out at the third member of the Elite Four. I'm gonna have to file that away and like reload a save yeah. state. Just like complete nonsense. It's really cool. This has been a surprisingly pleasant way to play Link to the Past. And who knows? Maybe I'll do a a real one. Maybe I'll play the game for real after this. Maybe like this is so much easier. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Like, wait, this game works. <laughs> or, or actually, uh, in some cases, it of... might be it oh. might be harder because I won't be starting the game with the master sword. Um, before we run out of time, uh, Dean, what is other side? I other side, uh, focus home entertainment of uh, games like Necromunda and uh, Plague uh, Plague Tale, I believe it's called, which I should oh, play yeah. that game, but. Um, they kind of slid under the radar with this game called Other Side, side like Homicide. It's like a turn-based tactical roguelike. The game's only in three colors. You got black, white, and red. It's very like, it's very like aestheticized. It's very um, edgy, for lack of a better term. Uh, it's Evanescence. Yeah, a bit. But um, basically, you you build a team of three or four classes that you bring out. You basically just constantly are fighting um, this sort of like extra dimensional threat that wants to unravel reality. It's a it's it's a very loose plot. It's just a it's just a vehicle for gameplay. Like you don't have to worry about lore. But um, I'm having a good time with it. the The system is unique, where um, basically you get to manipulate the initiative order all the time with like certain actions and attacks. And so you mm. can set up combos like that feel really good because it's like, okay, I see this guy is about to make an attack, but if I do this move with this person and then go around and then like you could chain this huge combo and that person dies before they can do their big move. Nice. Um, it's, it's not an easy game and they let you know that like right off the bat, like you're going to lose a lot. Unless you choose easy mode, you can't heal without sacrificing one of your characters to heal the other. Ooh. Oh, wow. Stuff like that. Like, they, it's it's very much like you're going to make some hard choices if, if you want, like, the full experience. It is, however, a roguelike, so every time you fail, you get a 
pool of points to spend into upgrades that make it easier the next time. Love it. Uh, um, and uh, I just got into that, but I would I like it. I'm probably going to play it through a couple of times at the very least. Question. Where yes. did you find this and how did you discover it? Because I have never heard of this <laughs> and it's not that old. Um, I discovered this game uh, by chance through an ad that was just like one of those targeted advertising like, hey, you play a lot of video games. Here's a focus and entertainment sale. And it's like, well, what's this? What's this stylized, edgy looking one? And then, okay, shit, other side, ten bucks, let's go. Typically thirty dollars, so it's not a huge buy-in. But if you're into the whole uh, tactical strategy nonsense, I'd say it's certainly worth thirty bucks. Just playing it off like what I have. I think it's still on sale now, actually. This looks good. Yeah, yeah, it, it yeah, feels like good. visually I it this for like just five looks. Minutes. This looks good. I saw a streamer play it like sometime within the past year, and then I just I was just like, oh, it's Evanescence XCOM. Okay, yeah, <laughs> straight straight up, you're not wrong. I mean, it There's sounds a market pretty for that. cool. It's good. I, I, to Get me, it. buy it right now. Do it. I don't know if I want to buy it. I, it could be it's like a bundle game. If it comes to Humble Bundle or if it comes to Xbox Game Pass, I'm there. Um, I I I can't. I just can't buy more games. <laughs> I. I can't because I, I it's bad. <laughs> I have so many games that I haven't played, but it does look cool. It's on my list of known things. I put it on my radar. I, it sounds like something I'd actually like. Thank you so much, everyone, for coming to this wonderful fun cast episode. And uh, the game we are forced to play is now Crown Trick. So uh, look forward to a review of that in a couple of weeks. And thank you so much. Bye bye. 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 Smartwatch. You just have a stupid regular watch, you fucking loser. You got shit. You just have a wrist, like an idiot. Like a fucking asshole. <laughs> you barely, barely read yeah. time off that wrist. <laughs>